this is a hot take. The set conflicts at EDC Orlando are worse for me than they were in Vegas. Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Happy Wednesday, fam. Uh, I hope you guys are having an incredible week so far. And if you are preparing to head out to a music festival this weekend, whether it be EDC Orlando or Seismic Dance Event, I hope you're getting excited. Um, Today's episode, honestly, I know it's a little late. It probably should have come out last week, but today I'm going to be giving you a full guide to EDC Orlando 2021. Um, I'm also going to be sharing some of my personal plans for this festival, uh, where I'm going to be staying, what after parties I'm going to, um, set times, all that good stuff. So this is basically like one big hype train to get us excited for the festival this weekend. So I really just want to dive right into things. Um, Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Like I said, I hope you're having an incredible week so far. Um, Whether you're new, old, returning, whatever it may be, I'm glad you're here. Um, Speaking of that, you guys, uh, if you did not know, we have a bunch of places to connect with us online. So again, if you're newer to the community or maybe if you just haven't considered joining yet, um, we have an incredible Facebook community with over 700 members, which is fucking bananas. Uh, We also have a Discord channel. We are on Twitter, Instagram, all of the things. uh, I was going to say Rave Talk. It really, it's Rave Talk, but TikTok. (laughs) So you can find us at Rave Culture Cast on all of those platforms. Um, Yeah. And if you guys are enjoying the episodes, again, quick reminder, like, subscribe, review, um, all of that helps tremendously for a small podcast. So thank you guys for promoting it and telling friends about it and making it your Instagram stories. Okay. With all that being said, I want to dive right in today. So this is what you guys are in store for in this episode. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our meetup because we are having a family meetup. This is probably the last one of the year. It's the last festival I'm actually going to in 2021, which is fucking crazy. Can't believe we already got here. Um, EDC Orlando, actually, quick side note, was the last festival I attended before quarantine. Um, Little did we know at the time. So it was November 2019. That was the last festival I did Oh gosh, what was my first one back? Arc Music Festival, September 2021. So almost two years it took. I think I have lipstick on my teeth. Okay, anyway, (laughs) almost two years it took for me to come back. So um, it holds a special place in my heart. I had an amazing time in 2019 and I can't wait to be back. So we are going to have a family meetup really quickly. I want to run through the details um, on that in case you guys are planning to come. So at at the time that I'm currently filming this, it's Saturday the 6th. Um, The map has not been released yet. Uh, They they released the set times earlier than I thought, but the map isn't out. So I do not have the location, but our meetup is happening Saturday, November 13th at 4.45 p.m. Uh, we're going to take a family photo at 5 p.m. sharp. So I hope you guys can make it. Um, and again, I will follow up with the location, but just follow us on social media. That is where I'm going to post all the details for the meetup. Saturday, 445. Hope you guys can make it. We're going to make it the biggest one yet. Um, and we are doing this in collaboration with the Lunchbox team as well. So look for the Lunchbox totem. It's awesome. It's the little Lunchbox lock. It like lights up. It's really beautiful. Look for that. Uh rave tina will probably be holding it (laughs) so if you guys don't know the meme rave tina look for her in the crowd all right with all that being said um in today's episode i'm gonna do i'm gonna start out with an edc guide so if any of you guys are first timers i hope this information is helpful if not hopefully it's a refresher for you uh, because we didn't have the event last year so i'm gonna discuss like festival facts that you should know so timing i'm gonna discuss the covid policy because i've gotten so many questions about 
what the rules are for this year. So I'll run through that. We'll talk travel, stages, um, ticketing options, after parties, all that good stuff. Um, And then I'm going to move into my plan. So I'm going to talk a little bit about home base, which is where I'm staying for this year, which I can't wait for. Uh, And I'm going to share my favorite sets that I'm looking forward to, where I plan to be this weekend, all that good stuff. And then I have a QA and a portion at the end of the episode. If you guys stick around, I'm going to be answering your questions. Um, So yeah, we're going to get through all that today. Without further ado, grab a snack, grab a drink, and let's get into it. Alrighty, you guys. So let's discuss uh, some of the most important things you need to know about EDC Orlando right off the bat here. So the timing of the festival. Um, It... This year, it is three days again, which is exciting. They EDC Orlando used to be a two-day festival, and they expanded it to three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in 2019. So that was the first um, time I attended the festival, and I got all three days, which was honestly a really big selling point for me personally, because in the past, um, I just didn't go for whatever reason, but sometimes I was kind of like thinking it's only a two-day festival so maybe it's not worth traveling for but now that it's three I hope they keep it this way moving forward it's a big enough event at this point and I think it's a big enough draw for people so very excited it's Friday Saturday Sunday and it is 1 p.m to 12 a.m daily so it's the same times every day it's way more of a day festival than it is a night festival I'm not even sure what time the sun sets I think I think the sunset sets are around like 536, I want to say, but you are going to be at the event for a larger portion when the sun is out. So just be forewarned. Um, While I'm talking about this, let me just discuss weather really quickly because I didn't have it on my list. Um, Just pay attention to the weather. It's Florida. You never know what you're going to get. Occasionally there can be rain showers, things like that. So I do recommend, you know, bringing ponchos with you just in case. Uh, Let me look at the weather right now. I think it was looking pretty good the last time I looked. Um, You never know. In 2019, there was one day where it was like low 80s, but it was sunny and I was sweating to death. It was so hot so like the free water refill comes into play there and then other days um it got like a little cooler at night so I brought a pashmina and I was I was totally fine with that but you're going to be on the warmer side so right now in Orlando it looks like Friday um 30% chance rain so who knows that that doesn't mean it's gonna rain for long and that's saying mostly cloudy skies So mostly cloudy skies, Um, Friday, 81 degrees. That's really warm, 63 at night, still good. Saturday, we're looking at 73 degrees, partly sunny and 55 at night. And Sunday, we're looking at 68 degrees, 51 at night and it's sunnier. So you're gonna have like really nice, comfortable, maybe a little like cooler, but still nice and warm Saturday and Sunday. So that's really good. Um, So plan outfits accordingly, maybe bring some layers. Okay, their COVID policy. So there was a lot of back and forth at this and I do apologize um, because I was like DMing people and I was telling them that you needed a negative test result or your vaccine card. That is not the case. Um, A while ago, Insomniac Events had announced that they were going to do that at all of their festivals moving forward. But apparently, I guess it's based on the local government's guidelines. So there is fine print on the EDC Orlando website. You do not need a negative test or proof of vaccination. So there's basically like no COVID policy for this event. Um, They're following the local guidelines in that area. So just before warned about that, definitely triple check the website though, guys, and follow up on that. But as of right now on their site, you do not need any of those things for this event. Um, Travel. You have a couple options for travel. So there's shuttles, there's parking, uh, there's ride share. You could walk if you're staying nearby. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of shuttles personally for festivals. I think it's super easy. You pay one price. Um, it's $85 for a three-day weekend pass or it's $35 for a one-day pass. There's five different lines you can choose from depending on where you're staying. So I highly recommend going with shuttles. Um, I did ride share in 2019 and it was hit or miss. Um, going to the festival, I left very early. So I went by myself on Saturday and Sunday um, and it was like, pretty fast no traffic and I got to the festival at like 2 p.m. so I I went on the earlier side um Friday night we had we were running late and we got a cab at like five o'clock and it took an hour in traffic so that sucked and then going home 
two of the nights it was like a nightmare trying to get an uber we like sat on the street for an hour and it was totally miserable like our uber literally couldn't find us because i had no service and everyone was calling an uber at the same time so if you do ride share leave on the earlier side leaving the festival because it was a headache um parking just before warrant i've heard the area around the festival um i've heard that people have had their car cars broken into and vandalized so be careful make sure you lock your cars if you're parking nearby um, but that's all the information on travel uh, stages. Let's talk about what you can expect at EDC Orlando. One of the biggest drawing points for me is that you still get, I'm going to talk about this later in a Q&A, like how Orlando differs from Vegas, but you still get the incredible like EDC feeling. They bring all the incredible production, performers, art installations, like it is like a mini EDC Vegas. So I really, that kind of like surpassed my expectations in 2019. Um, but this event is four stages. So it's obviously half the size of Vegas. You still get main stage, which is kinetic field. So it will be the same design in Vegas. You still get circuit grounds. Um, it will circuit grounds isn't necessarily the same design as Vegas because in 2019 it was a completely different stage design so we don't know about that then you get neon garden um, spoiler alert I believe the neon garden stage in the past was a tent and I was praying and manifesting that this year they would change it and that they would make it the same as Vegas because in Vegas they introduced a new mega structure spoiler alert uh, I saw on Reddit the design for Neon Garden and it is going to be a mega structure like EDC Las Vegas. So I am so fucking excited that they're doing that and I cannot wait to see it. I have a lot of time. I'm going to be at Neon Garden a lot of time this event. So I'm very happy about that. And then the fourth stage is Stereo Bloom. Um, it was the same design as Vegas in 2019. Um, they upgraded the stage this year and I was really happy with it. So I'm very much looking forward to spending time at Stereo Bloom. And then it looks like we're going to have one art car, which was the Rhino Bus. Uh, really cool art car design that was in Vegas. And I think you guys will really like it. So those are all the stages you guys can expect. Okay, really quickly, guys, I'll chat about um, what you can expect at those stages as well. So Kinetic Field, obviously, that's going to be a lot of your headliners. You're going to get an assortment of genres there. Same with Circuit Grounds. Um, it's a, it's kind of like a mini main stage. So you're also going to have really big names there from all different genres. Um, you're going to have bass acts. You have house acts. Kind of like a little bit of everything. Um, Neon Garden is house and techno all weekend long. Sunday, it's like very techno heavy. Um, I think Friday and Saturday, it's a lot of house acts. So like if you guys are into house and techno, that's going to be your stage. Stereo Bloom is hosted by three different insomniac um, labels and brands. So on Friday at Stereo Bloom, you have BassCon. So Bassheads, Hard Dance fans, this is for you. Saturday is Dream State. So Trance Fam, Stereo Bloom on Saturday, be there. Sunday is Insomniac Records. So again, House Music Heaven. So many of my favorite artists are going to be at Stereo Bloom on Sunday. So there's a little bit of everything it's just I would say that's one of the biggest difference between Vegas and Orlando in Vegas you have a fully dedicated base stage fully dedicated hard dance fully dedicated um, trance stage versus here you only get a day of each however you'll still have base artists on main stage and circuit grounds trance not as much I feel like trance you're going to get the most love pretty much on Saturday so that's everything. Um, art installations, again, the map isn't out right now, so I'm not sure what they're carrying over. But in the past, they had the Pixel Forest. Um, oh, gosh, what else did they have? I can't I think it was called Paraluna. It was this like really cool structure that like spun and did all this pretty lighting. But m more often than not, you're going to have a lot of the structures that are were in Vegas in Orlando. So you'll have those. You'll have performers, um, all that good stuff. You're going to have rides, of course, the Ferris wheel. Um, and then you have different levels of tickets too, guys. So you have GA, GA plus and VIP. At this point, you probably all have your tickets already. Um, but GA plus usually is the same entry as VIP and you share the same bathroom. So it's just like a little bit of an elevated experience. Uh, this year I'm doing VIP for the first time, um, which is super exciting. I wasn't planning on it, but I am an ambassador with Insomniac um, and I was selling tickets for this year's event. So I earned enough to get a VIP ticket. So that was really, really exciting. So thank you guys um, to anybody who bought a ticket from me. I really appreciate it. Now I'm going to be able to film the VIP experience for you and let you know what it's all like. So I will be capturing 
everything that's included and I'll have a video coming out about that after um, and mainly the difference with VIP from what I saw in 2019 there's different elevated like viewing platforms you have separate bars and food separate bathrooms separate entrance so there's like a couple more amenities that you get in the VIP areas which is really nice um, and then quickly after parties right now Thursday your official EDC after party is Zed Saturday is Excision and Sunday is Armin Van Buren really nice mix there I actually bought tickets to Armin Van Buren so I am going to an after party on Sunday of all days so I will be out all night long on Sunday but very excited for Armin he holds a special place in my heart so I cannot wait to see him all right, you guys, that's kind of like the whole guide. That's what you kind of need to know, like surface level information. Now I want to dive a little bit more into my personal plans and what I'm kind of like planning to do this trip around, how it's going to be different than the last time. Uh, yeah, so let's dive into it. It kind of feels surreal, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know if anybody else did EDC Vegas. It seemed like a really tight turnaround, but I feel like I'm kind of recovered from Vegas finally and I have a few more days until I leave for Orlando. So I, I do feel like recovered, but it still kind of feels fast. And again, this is my last one for the year. So I really want to go out with a bang. and I just want to fully enjoy this experience. And the the lineup is a little different. There are artists playing in Orlando that weren't in Vegas that I'm very looking forward to. And then there's a couple who I love that I missed in Vegas. So now I get the opportunity to see them. So very excited overall. The biggest change for me this year is I am staying at home base. So for those of you guys who don't know about home base, um, I have a full video on the experience on my YouTube channel. But home base is essentially an event organizer um, based in Florida. And they, uh, it's kind of like a hotel takeover essentially. Usually they're at the Avanti Palms in Orlando. Um, there was like a mix up with the hotels. I'm not really sure what happened. But this year is now at the Wyndham Orlando. And it's a hotel takeover. So it's basically like a hub for EDC Orlando. And you could have bought um, a hotel package, which would come with your room. Then you would get access to all of their pool parties and after parties. And they have like other activities going on throughout the weekend. And then they shuttle you to and from the festival. So all of that was like included in a room rate I believe I paid $1,300 and there's four of us in the room so it broke out to about $336 a person for Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday for four nights including all of our party passes including our shuttle passes so to me that was fair it's a little expensive but like everything's included so I didn't have to worry about transportation I'm and the other thing is like it kind of feels like camp um that's what everybody was telling me. They were like, if you like Camp EDC, I think you'll like home base because again, the party never stops. Like everywhere you walk, it's a raver. Your neighbors are ravers. Everybody's attending the festival. You can go to as much as you want or you can go back to sleep. Um, I heard they also do these like dorm wars. So you decorate your door with different like decorations and you can make it a theme and then they like vote for their favorite door decorations. So we're going to be participating in that as well. Um, and then I think they have like all different kinds of activities and stuff. So I had visited in 2019. I kind of like hopped over there and I got some footage. And just from what I saw, like scratching the surface of it, I was like so bummed that I didn't stay there last time. So this time I am staying um, with some familiar faces you guys might recognize. I finally get to meet two of my online friends, Ace Antonio and Jess. She goes by living by the F word. Both of them are YouTubers in this space. Um, Ace has a popular TikTok account. So I cannot wait to finally meet them in person after all of our Zoom calls we've had. And then my friend Andrew Zimmerman, who is a part of the Lunchbox team, is staying with us as well. And then we also got like a big room block. So we have like so much Lunchbox fam staying together. So very excited. It's like a whole fucking family reunion. So that's the whole deal. I'm not sure if tickets are sold out yet, but you do not need to stay at home base to attend the parties. You can buy a weekend party pass it might have been like $200 and that was like all access to all of the parties um really quickly I'll tell you who's playing them just so you have an idea um to be fully transparent I okay I was I was gonna say I'm not thrilled with the lineups listen I you know what I fucking like okay I like house and techno and there's only two of the shows that are house and techno all of the rest of the events are like bass music and that's just like not my cup of tea so I was a little bummed that there weren't more house oriented events however edc vegas was like very heavy with house events at camp edc so i can't really complain 
So the two that stand out to me the most, the pre-party on Thursday night, I'm the most excited for because it's Gene Farris, who is like a Chicago house legend. Um, it's Rebuke or Rebuke. I'm not sure how you say his name. I think it's Rebuke. Um, he's like an incredible, I think he's techno, but kind, kind of techno. I'm not really sure, but I just like love his music and I think it's really incredible and I've been dying to see him. So I was like, holy shit. He's like an artist you need to have on your radar. He like goes hard. So really excited for him. And then Solardo is the headliner. So it's a Sola. Sola is Solardo's label. That's a pre-party. Friday is a Snails and what am I saying? Sorry, Snails and Evaluation. Yeah. Why couldn't I read that word? <laughs> My brain's not working. I don't know. I thought Snails was canceled. I'm not really sure what the situation was, but I didn't think that we were a fan of Snails anymore. So that was surprising to me. And then there's a Wakan after party which like really incredible label. It's not really my cup of tea, but out of this list, Minnesota and Sully and Yuki speak to me. And then there's another snails after party. So this is like very snails heavy. Again, I'm not sure the deal with him, but I I thought that there were some issues with him. So again, I was really surprised to see him on the lineup. Um, then we have a manic focused pool party. I would definitely be down for that. And then there's a manic focus after party with Ephraim, Jansen, back to back, sub ghost data that I could be persuaded possibly. Um, but it's Saturday and Saturday night is also the warm disco party with Lee Foss and Annabelle England. So I will 100% be at that because that is all house music. And then we have a daytime party on Sunday with craze and caption and Matsu, I'll probably go to that one. Um, And then Sunday night, a bunch of names. I'm not sure. The Wubbaholics take over. And then there's the Planets Mad end of the world after party with Bauer and Keys and Crates. So I'd probably um, actually Sunday I'm going to Armin Van Buren. So that is all of the home base parties. Again, you can buy tickets if you guys want just a party package. Um, They also do different theme nights as well, which I didn't know. So again, this reminds me of like summer camp. But Thursday night's theme is nobody listens to techno. Uh, Friday is bugging out. Saturday is wood wig stock. And then Sunday is end of the world. It's got like cool UFOs and stuff like that. So those are the, all, all the different theme nights. So you can like dress accordingly if you guys want. All right, you guys, I'm going to take a super quick break here and then we are going to dive into set times. All right, you guys, I quickly wanted to shout out one of my favorite partners, Zound. Zound makes my favorite high fidelity earplugs. I wear them at every single show and festival I attend. You have to protect your ears, you guys, from permanent damage. Even just a few moments of being exposed to really high decibels of sound can permanently damage your hearing. You can expose yourself to getting tinnitus, which is the ringing in your ear. Um, So you want to wear earplugs that actually help protect your ears while also preserving the quality of sound, which is what high fidelity earplugs do. And Zound makes my favorite um, product. So I love using them. I've used them for years. I usually carry a couple of them in my um, hydration pack with me just in case I lose a case. Um, I also have their little canister and their lanyard, which you can put around your neck. Um, I clip I clip it right onto my lunchbox to use it. So that's my favorite way to wear it. So please protect your hearing and please invest in earplugs. If you guys want to check them out, you can go over to experiencezound.com. That's Z-O-U-N-D. And you can use code Emma K for a discount to save yourself some money. Highly recommend grabbing a couple packs of them just in case you lose them. And I would definitely invest in the little canister carrying case as well. So again, that is experiencezound.com. Code Emma K for a discount. All right, guys, let's dive into sets because this is my favorite shit to talk about. So I did a live the other day on my Instagram, like literally as soon as the set times were dropped. So I like reacted in real time. Um, So now I've had like two days to kind of digest everything. The Insomniac app is updated so you guys can go check it out. Start planning out your schedule. Um, the thing I will say about this for anybody who's about to do it for the first time, it's not as big as Vegas. So you can kind of navigate the festival a little bit easier. Um, if you want to hop around to different stages, I, again, I have not seen the map, but in the past, uh, neon garden was closest to main stage and then stereo bloom was kind of in between neon garden and circuit grounds, but circuit grounds and kinetic were like opposite each other. So those were like technically the furthest but it's not that bad. Um, So you can hop around. This is a hot take. 
the set conflicts at EDC Orlando are worse for me than they were in Vegas. I don't know how that happens. Like Vegas was pretty fucking bad. But because this is less stages, Sunday is atrocious. Like the set time conflicts I have on Sunday, I'm going to be deciding in the moment. But for the most part, um, the top sets I'm most excited for all weekend, if I had to narrow it down, on Friday, um, my number one for the whole weekend is Vintage Culture. He's my favorite DJ of the moment right now. He's like the top tech house producer. If you guys don't know about him, learn about him right fucking now. Do not miss that set. He's playing main stage on Friday. I'm really excited for Morton. I've been dying to see him ever since he came out with all the future rave stuff with David Guetta. So don't sleep on Morton. Uh, and then the Martinez brothers back to back. Michael Beebe is like the most iconic back to back the whole fucking weekend. And I've been chasing the Martinez brothers like the two of them. Martinez brothers and Michael Beebe are like fucking huge international house acts like they are massive internationally and I feel like in the United States we're not like fully on the train yet and you should be so don't sleep on them if you are a house fan you cannot miss that set (laughs) it's gonna be amazing so that's at Neon Garden Saturday my top three sets I would say John Summit and Eli Brown again Tech House please I'm I'm sure you guys are like rolling your eyes in the back of your head (laughs) I just love it so much um and John Summit was really amazing. I, I only got to catch his camp EDC set. So I'm excited to see an actual festival set from him now. Um, and then I would say the special back-to-back, which is t- currently unlisted. It's the last set at Neon Garden on Saturday. In 2019, it was something crazy. Like I think it was like Green Velvet back-to-back Solardo back-to-back Gorgon City question mark like it was something so fucking bananas so I don't want to miss that because I think it will be really really good and then Sunday Sunday is my heaviest day as far as like people I want to see um West End back-to-back Black V-neck AC Slater for the first time Gesture for the first time Matroda for the first time and then Seven Lions and Amelie Lens so I have a lot I want to see um on top of that just breaking down the set times on Friday I will also be popping over to a craze a craze guys um has been blowing up he's been around for a while but his song like the do it to it remix bounce with a rock with a drop with that song yes uh that's been popping off all over tiktok that's a craze he's gonna be playing main stage um you definitely don't want to miss the back-to-back between wednesday and nostalgics oof those women are on fire incredible bass house acts that's gonna be amazing black coffee sunset set catch me there catch me fucking there what a vibe that's going to be incredible deep house vibes amazing act on main stage not going to miss that and then lastly hot since 82 um so for me personally i'm basically going to be at main stage and neon garden the whole rest of the night on friday so that's where i'll be if you need me um saturday i kind of want to catch some new artists um earlier in the day 2 p.m i have a conflict between lucio nasser baker and lays um lucio does a little bit of everything he's kind of like progressive house but also a little techno and trance like really interesting melodic artist nasser baker is an amazing tech house artist lays is a really cool up-and-coming bass artist so you have lots of options um we've got jason ross then we have our family meetup at 4 45 and then i'm literally gonna be at neon garden from 5 p.m to the end of the night i have eli brown john summit dom dalla and then the back-to-back However, for Andrew, for my Ray fam, he's going to be at the trance stage the whole time. And I, I want to mix it up. OK, I don't want to just be tech house the whole fucking time. So I am I am going to skip Green Velvet and I'm going to go over and I'm going to see Paul Van Dyke at Stereo Bloom just so that I get something different in. And I like I don't you know, I want to mix it up. So I'm not staying there the whole time. I would also recommend Dimension if I'm going to throw anybody else at you. Dimension at uh, Circuit Grounds. Six o'clock, really incredible um, drum and bass artist. But he just conflicts with the other people I want to see. So I'm super pissed about that. Uh, Tiesto is also this night as, as well. If you guys want a little nostalgia, Tiesto always throws down. Um, and then Saturday night, like I said, I'm going to go to the after parties at home base. I'm going to go see Lee Foss and Annabelle England. So that's my Saturday. Sunday, I'm starting the day with Kyle Kinch at one o'clock at Stereo Bloom, really incredible tech house artist. Then I'm going to be at the West End back to back Black V-neck set, then AC Slater, then Gesture. Um, This one was a pretty rough conflict for me because Gesture cuts into LPGOB, who I've talked about her a million times on my channel. 
She's one of my favorites. I love her as a person. She's an awesome piano house artist. Guys, if you want like all of the most amazing, uplifting feels and you just want to feel good, like your soul is lifted, go to LPGOB set at 530 at Stereo Bloom. I'm going to be hopping over there as soon as I see Gesture because I've been like dying to see him. Um, then these are where the conflicts begin. They're horrendous. I have Noizu and Anna at the same time. Noizu for my house, Anna for my techno. I don't know. I might go see Anna. It's I don't know if it's Anna or Anna. Anna at Neon Garden. Um, I think actually what I'm going to do, I'm going to be at LPGOB into Matroda, and then I'm going to watch the beginning of Noizu, and then I'm going to go over to Anna at Neon Garden, and then I'm going to watch the very beginning of Amelie Lenz because I need to see her because she's an iconic techno artist, and then I have to leave because I have to go see Seven Lions. That's like a non-negotiable for me. We're always going to see Seven Lions, and then I'm going to end my night at Side Piece with a little house music. That's going to be a really fun, uplifting set, and they're playing for two hours at Stereo Bloom, which is fucking bananas, uh, and then we're going to go see Armin Van Buren. Amazing. Amazing music. So excited for it. I'm the most pumped because I get to see all these artists and all this music and I'm going to be dancing all weekend. And that's why I do this shit. So I hope you guys are also excited about all the sets you are planning to see. All righty. We are going to wrap this thing up, you guys. I want to do a quick Q&A here and then we'll dive into EDM news and then we'll wrap everything up. Okay, so I want to hit on, I kind of like went through and pulled some of the biggest questions. So first and foremost, for anybody wondering, how is EDC Orlando different from EDC Vegas? So the biggest thing I will say is the scale. It doesn't come close to the size of EDC Vegas. Again, we're talking eight stages and five art cars to four stages and one art car. However, EDC Orlando is not a small festival. It's a really good size. I'd say it's like a medium-sized festival. Um, you will get very similar vibes. So that, like that EDC feeling. I thought when I went in 2019, I was like, there's no way it's going to come close. I was surprised. So I don't want to set your expectations high because everyone's experience is different. I just was surprised that they really captured the feeling of EDC Vegas in Orlando. So like the Daisy Lane, like I think it comes down to like the decor and the stage designs and the performers and the staff like that all came together and I was like oh wow I'm at an EDC like I'm still home this is still a nice feeling to have so you still will get that um it's just not as many rides like not as many art installations what else um like I said genre wise you kind of have a mix but you won't have like as much trance as much hard dance as much bass it's they they have like a little bit more of a mixture and you only get some of those genres like for one day um so there's that I will also say location wise it's very different like Vegas is a pain in the ass to get to no matter what unless you're camping EDC Orlando does not have a camping experience and again Rideshare is difficult and driving is difficult if you leave like when there's a lot of traffic. Otherwise, it was pretty easy to get to in relation to Vegas. So I would say those are kind of like the biggest differences. Um, so how many stages are being brought over from Vegas? So there are four, um, usually in the past, Kinetic and Stereo Bloom are the same designs. This year, excuse me, this year it looks like Neon Garden is going to be a similar design. I would assume it's going to be a little smaller than Vegas because I don't think they have the room for the size of the mega structure, but who fucking knows? And then Circuit Grounds, I don't know. Circuit Grounds could be a different stage design because it was different in 2019, but it's those four designs. Um, somebody said, this is my first EDC. Any tips? It's a great question. So I have a lot of videos on, on this, but first EDC, I mean, again, for me, I say... Um, invest in a hydration pack. It's really hot in Florida. It will get hot during the day and you don't want to keep buying water. So get yourself a hydration pack. Wear comfortable shoes. Again, wear an outfit that's comfortable because it's going to be hot during the day. Please protect your belongings. If it's your first EDC or your first festival, EDC Orlando is notorious for the amount of theft that happens at this festival. You guys, 
Do not put your phones or your wallets in your pockets that have no zippers. If you wear high, this was a question I got. How do you protect your belongings in a hydration pack that has zippers on the outside? This is the exact reason I have a lunchbox because it is the only hydration pack on the market that's actually going to protect your belongings from being stolen. All the other ones basically have zippers facing the outside. I totally understand they've been sold out for like a minute because of COVID. They've had issues with shipping. However, more restocks are coming. So just hang tight. In the meantime, if you do have a hydration pack or a fanny pack that has zippers on the outside, for me with the fanny pack, um, when I wear it to shows, I put it in front of me so I can see it at all times. Like I wear it crossbody and I literally have it like sitting on my chest. So I'm staring at the zippers. So that's one recommendation. When I used to have a camelback, it, it had zippers on the back. What I would personally do, I would put like my... um my ID, my money, my credit card in a Ziploc bag and I would bury it as far as possible in the pocket that I could and I would put stuff on top of it. So I would put like sunglasses or my pashmina or something like that. So like if somebody were to open the zipper, it wouldn't be the first thing to grab and hopefully you would notice at that point. What you could also do, again, um, a lot of those hydration packs have like the twist on and twist off bladder Again, you can put your valuables in a Ziploc bag so that it doesn't get wet from the condensation of the bladder. You can put that in like the bladder bag. So it's like all the way at the bottom of the bladder. Literally no one would be able to get to that. However, that's also not easy for you to get things in and out. You'd have to like unzip it, reach your hand in. But if you really want your stuff to be safe, I say like shove it as far into your hydration pack as physically possible. Um, Back up your phones before this event. Put a lock on your phone before this event. Save your photos. Whatever you got to do to keep your shit safe because I would hate for anybody to be a victim of theft. Oof, that was a long one, but I'm just saying it. We hear it every year with EDC Orlando and I do not want any of you guys listening to have any of your shit stolen. Um, okay, what else? What should I pack? What should you pack? Um, pack a poncho just in case. Comfortable shoes. If you're going to home base, make sure you bring bathing suits, all that good stuff because there's um the pool parties, sunglasses, a hand fan if you can. Uh, what else should you bring? Candy. I always like to wear candy to these festivals. Um, that's kind of like what I can think of off the top of my head. Wear an outfit that you feel comfortable, comfortable in. You can get as crazy as you want. This is the same kind of vibe as EDC Vegas. You can wear full blown Raven festival outfits. Like literally anything goes here. Alrighty. Other questions here. What are some things I can't miss? Can't miss. What would I say? I mean, I would still take the time to do all the art installations and things like that. The beautiful thing is you have more time at this festival than at Vegas. Even for me, like my set times are packed. I'm literally going to be running around. Um, get to this festival early. Like I like I said, I got there at like 1.32 every time and the festival was like just filling up. Um, so I had more time to like eat and walk around and get drinks and hang out. So I would say definitely check out all the stages, all the art installations. Um, I don't know if they're going to have the Corona Electric Beach. I didn't see it on the set times, but sometimes they have like fun sponsored areas. And usually those areas like have sponsored drinks or they give out like free stuff. Um, there was a vendor village in 2019. So I went and visited like the Festi Bestie booth so you guys can buy stuff on site. I'm getting my hair braided on site as well through... Um, squad goals beauty they still have some appointments left so if you guys want your hair braided don't try and like wait in line in person you can like reserve your appointment in advance so I would definitely check that out um is it easy to navigate yes for the most part I would say it's pretty easy to navigate however the crowds at um main stage and circuit ground can get really packed so just leave yourself enough time to get from stage to stage oh there's also um like a lake like there's a body of water right in the middle of this festival which is really pretty so like they don't have that in Vegas so there is a bridge that goes across the lake and that's where Daisy Lane was in 2019 it was really beautiful um so it was a it was a pretty location I actually liked that a lot so definitely go walk over the bridge if you need to um how cold does it get at night should I bring layers uh, I think I went through the temperatures earlier, so there might be like low 60s, high 50s. I brought a pashmina and then one of the days I did wear joggers and then I brought a beanie one day. But for the most part, I didn't really bring layers. Um, if you want, maybe throw like a jersey or a pashmina or something like that in your bag. 
Um, anything specific to pack for home base. So like I mentioned, bring bring outfits for the theme nights. Bring stuff to decorate your door if you want to participate in the door wars. Bring bathing suits. Any like fun stuff you want to hand out um, to other ravers, I definitely would recommend. And you can bring food. That's the other thing. Like I don't really know what the food situation is. So I think we're just going to eat in like restaurants and like fast food nearby. So I would, you know, get yourself alcohol for the weekend, waters, all that good stuff. Raverade. Don't forget to bring Raverade, you guys. That's the recovery hydration sticks. They're a sponsor of this podcast. Get those as well. You can order the packets. Um, you pour them in your water and it helps you with recovery. You can drink it before, during, and after the festival. Um, code Emma K to save money. Uh, what other questions here? Are there long lines for shuttles at home base? So I haven't stayed at home base yet. Um, I checked them out in 2019 and it wasn't too bad, but they have a shuttle schedule on their um, site and on their Instagram. So check the times and get there early just so that you make sure you can actually get on a shuttle at that specific time because some of the times are probably going to be busier than others. Um, I think coming home, they leave like every hour. So there was like an 11 p.m., 12 a.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Like the 12 a.m. and the 1 a.m. are going to be fucking packed. So just make sure you leave yourself enough time. Um, what do I do if I get lost? It's my first EDC. So it depends if you're alone or not. Um, whether you're with your group or not, I would definitely make sure you guys have a meeting point. Timestamp your text messages. And try to stay with a buddy if you can I would recommend otherwise sometimes there's like a beauty in getting lost and don't panic and don't freak out too much um if your phone dies or something like that I would go to like the medic tent or something and see if there's like a charger you can borrow um some of the lockers usually have chargers as well but uh just make sure you guys have a meeting point and it like set up a situation in advance like hey if anybody gets lost we're meeting at 12 p.m at the shuttles like we're not leaving without each other like have some sort of conversation like that beforehand um how much are beat boxes beat boxes at edc vegas were 15 dollars. they're 11.1 percent alcohol so drink wisely i can't even talk about how many comments i get about how fucked up they get you they're 11 percent alcohol in one <laughs> box so you don't need that many that's why I drink them over like a seltzer because you'll get fucked up faster and they're delicious shout out beatbox for being at EDC Orlando the fact that they're at EDC now is a fucking game changer cannot wait for that um somebody said any downsides to this festival I the only thing that like comes to mind is a downside for me would be weather so because you just don't know if it's gonna rain and you don't know it's gonna be hot or cold or cloudy so like 2019 was not bad but other years it's rained so I guess like weather is unpredictable and then theft I would say that's a pretty big downside to this to this festival and the last question are meetups open to everyone yes 100% yes you are all welcome I hope you can stop by again Saturday 445 rave culture cast and lunchbox meetup look for the lunchbox totem um, location to be announced it's announced at this point, actually. Just go to my Instagram at Rave Culture Cast. The location will be announced at the point that you guys are listening to this. Alrighty. Oof, that was a lot. I'm going to take a super quick break here, you guys, and then I will be back with some festival news. Alrighty, guys. So I have some news I want to touch on in the beginning, and then we'll get into some lighter news. But this one honestly like rocked my world today and was extremely disturbing and my rave fam has been talking about it all day and honestly I didn't even know if I could film today's episode because I was like in a weird headspace all day and then like sometimes just talking and like getting excited about things like is a good distraction but I want to talk about Astro World and what happened there because it's an absolute fucking travesty so this is still like festival news I know it's not a dance music event but I just wanted to touch on it because it still is the live events community and that's what we are a part of so at this point there are eight confirmed fatalities from this event that happened in Houston this is Travis Scott's music festival World. I believe it's a live nation event um I don't know how to say it other than it's extremely disturbing the videos I've seen like it I don't even it makes me physically sick to my stomach what I've seen the like blatant disregard for human life and it's not just from like the organizational standpoint is one thing like there was a complete fucking disruption in safety 
staffing, security, like that's one issue here, like the capacity issue, the fact that there were so many people at one stage shoving to the front. Um, If any of you have no idea what I'm talking about, like I said, there were eight people confirmed dead, over 300 people injured at this music festival in Houston this past weekend. Um, And from what we're reading, it was basically because of a stampede. People were literally crushed to death. Um, People were so tightly packed in there that they couldn't breathe and they were passing out and falling on the floor and people were pushing forward. So they were literally standing on bodies on the floor and no one could get to them. And the videos that I've seen is people screaming for their lives because they couldn't get out of the crowd and they're literally just passing out and people were being trampled to death. Like it makes me sick to my stomach because a lot of these people are kids I'm not sure if this was an all ages event or not, but from the videos I've seen, they're so young and that's the problem. I think at the end of the day, um, people might have different feelings about it. I sometimes feel like events should be 21 plus because when you're young, I went to events young. So it's hard to say that because I used to go to this like rock festival in New Jersey called Bamboozle since I was 14 years old. I went 14. I went for 10 years, I think. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 into my 20s. So like it's really hard because if I didn't have those experiences as a teenager, I don't know if I would be here today because it going to music festivals like shaped my life. So it's not fair to say like kids shouldn't have a chance to go see their favorite artists. However, there is a level of immaturity in some of those videos. Like kids were literally standing on top of cop cars that were trying to get through the crowd to help people like for clout. And people were dying in the crowd at the same time. Like it's a sick world we're living in right now. So all I have to say about that is just like take care of each other. You may not know the people next to you, but they are your extended family for that night. And we have to look out for each other or else this is what happens. And I can't fathom needing to see an artist so badly that you will shove over and step on people to get there. Can't wrap my head around that. So anyway, I had to take a second there because I'm getting a little upset, but it's just it should never have happened. You should never fear for your life when you're going out for an event or a music festival. Parents shouldn't have to not have their children come home. And what again, the scariest thing to me is like the crowd caused this on themselves and it's terrifying and there was no one who could help them and they were asking for help. And it also appears that the show is still going on. So the artists as well, I'm a little concerned about that they didn't stop the show because I've seen plenty of shows where artists clearly realize something is going on in the crowd and they're like, stop the fucking show. Like everybody step back. Everybody get like, take a couple steps back. Like none of that seemed to have happened at this point from what I've seen. Um, So yeah, it makes me sick to my stomach. It should never have happened. I hope the live events industry and Live Nation um, take extreme measures to make sure that fan safety is the number one priority moving forward because it is your right to be safe at events, period. So I hope that never happens again. It does not just happen at at rap shows, I want to say, because there was a lot of heat on Twitter saying this only happens at hip hop events. That's absolutely not true. I had a really scary experience at Electric Zoo in 2019 at the Seven Lions stage. My fiance, Brian, who never goes to shows, was with me. It was the most packed I've ever seen. They put seven lions at a small stage, which was mistake number one. So like logistically, just to give you guys some background, risk risk assessment is one department for music festivals, but another is like the flow of traffic. So they literally plan who is playing at what time to help the flow of traffic so that there aren't capacity issues at stages. So in 2019, Seven Lions hosted this one stage. So he was obviously the headliner, one of the biggest acts. And that space could not fit the crowd that came for him. And it was fucking terrifying. We tried to go to the bathroom and we got caught up in this crowd that was like trying to go to Seven Lions, trying to leave the festival, trying to go to the bathroom. And Brian and I were just sandwiched in there like sardines. And I felt like I couldn't breathe. And everyone was just shoving shoving didn't matter and we were stuck and I remember looking up at this one security guard one there was one guy and he was standing by himself on this like little ledge thing and I remember looking at him like this is fucking insane this is a hazard and there was nothing he could do and that was just a small instance I cannot even imagine how those kids felt in that crowd 
I'm getting heated now. So it happens at any event. I had a friend at Outside Lands who said a crowd was really, really bad. You, It's a risk with any large crowd and it happens so quickly. You just get caught up in it if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. So this is a live events issue and it needs to be addressed moving forward. That's all I'm going to say about that. Oof. Okay. Um, just some other news I want to say like on a lighter note, there are some really exciting events happening in the world that I would like to talk about and end on a positive note. Um, first and foremost, you guys, Ubby Dubby, which some of you guys I know are a big fan of. It is going to come back next year. It was the first festival back in 2021, which was exciting. So they announced their dates. I believe they were holding off on announcing their li- lineup because of what happened with Astro World, um, which I give them a lot of credit for. But it will be back in 2022, Saturday, April 23rd um, and Sunday, April 24th. And then we have a new Tiesto experience for any Tiesto fans listening. Um, This might be a, yeah, this is a pollen event. Pollen does a lot of those like all-inclusive trips and excursions that are tied to like dance events. So there's Tiesto the Trip in Cancun, Mexico, March 31st to April 3rd, 2022. It's an international Tiesto experience, four days and three nights, sunrise to sunset beach and pool parties, really big lineup curated by Tiesto really cool event so if you guys are a big fan there you go you have a whole event now um Elro for anybody who doesn't know Elro is coming back for their iconic Rose Attacks party it's like a really cool like space themed event fucking bananas uh it's gonna be at Avant Gardner Saturday December 11th I have an entire rave fam going to this I have friends flying in for this it's gonna be insane it's a three-stage like mini festival takeover of Avant Gardner they just announced phase two of their lineup um this is like all really really big international house acts and a couple from America so Lee Foss West End Martin Eichen LPGOB Jay Wara a Clooney, Heidi, Sage, Shalina, Manahutu, Bastion Bucks, and Archie Hamilton, to just name a few. Tickets on sale that will sell out. Um, we also have a Rez album coming, you guys. Uh, her new album, Spiral. Uh, I believe, when is this going to be out again? I think it's in November. Uh, she released all of her tracks. Uh, I saw that there is a track with Peekaboo, which is really exciting. Who else do we have? She has a couple with Peekaboo. Her song with Dove Cameron's already out. A song with metric so all of her track list is up on her twitter but really really excited to see what she comes out with next um last few things seismic dance event like i said is happening this weekend as well that's another big a really big festival uh, that i know people are attending especially if you're into house and techno that's happening in austin this weekend um they did tweet which i was really upset about they tweeted that they will not be having an event in may They're only going to do one in 2022 in November. So if you are not going this weekend, you will not be able to attend Seismic for another year, which sucks because I was actually planning to go visit my friend Vibe with Aid in May to attend Seismic for the first time with her. Um, So I won't be able to do that, which sucks. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, And then lastly, Lightning in a Bottle also announced their their lineup. Um, Unfortunately, they weren't able to take place for the last two years, but they will finally be back in 2022 um, with a really incredible lineup. This is multi-genre. So you've got like a house stage. You've got um, a little bit of bass music. You've got some bands. You have Grizz on this lineup, which is so exciting. So it's a really cool, like eclectic mix. And this is one of those like transformational camping style events. So all exciting things, you guys. Um, Please take care of yourselves out there. That's all I have to say. Um, As your rave mom, like going into this weekend, all I ask is that you be safe, test your substances, protect yourself from theft, look out for the people around you, whether they're your friend or not. Please remember peace, love, unity, and respect. If you see someone struggling, get help, offer water, whatever you can do. Um, Drink water, stay hydrated, all that good stuff, guys, Uh, and find a buddy, all that good stuff. So anyway, um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please, please consider sharing this with a friend or making this your Instagram stories today and tag at Rave Culture Cast. Uh, again, I would love to have you inside of our Facebook group and our Discord channel. So I will always have links down below for all of our social platforms um, if you want to come meet other ravers and join in on the conversations. And I think that's it. I hope to see some of you Saturday, 445 at EDC Orlando for our official meetup. 
And with all that being said, I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye, guys. Bye.